Victoria, welcome to another episode of Ron Nick's Rundown. Yes, Nick, unfortunately, is not with me this evening. He has some other things to take care of, but I can tell you right now, he was definitely celebrating hard for his Nets, defeating the Sixers. They absolutely dominated them this evening. Okay, we'll definitely go straight to that right now. The Nets destroyed the Sixers, 129 to 100. Man, listen, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Seth Curry definitely went into Philly and humiliated and embarrassed the Sixers. It is an absolute shame for it. Well, we'll, I'm going to go off on James Harden in a second. Kevin Durant, 25 points, 14 rebounds, and 7 assists. Steph Curry with 24 points. And remember, he was traded. He was a part of that trade to send Ben Simmons and Steph Curry and Andre Drummond to Brooklyn. And obviously, James Harden going to Philly. And Kyrie Irving, of course, able to play on the road, dropping 22 points. I don't care. If the Nets are going to be a playing team or a playoff team, this team is not a team to be reckoned with in the postseason. They are going to light you up. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is going to get all the points they want. And as soon as Ben Simmons gets back, they are going to be just as lethal. And if Seth Curry plays as well as he's played tonight, that, that off that Nets offense is just going to be unstoppable, period. They are going to be unstoppable, and they will definitely be a tough out for anybody in the Eastern Conference. I don't care if you're the Heat. I don't care if you're the Bucks. I don't care who you <clears> – excuse me. I don't care who you are, you are going to have some issues with this team. You can't guard KD. You can't guard Kyrie Irving. This team is going to be a problem. I don't care who you are. Right now, they're definitely about maybe five or six games back for that, for the top, at least for the sixth seed in the playoffs. But I can tell you right now, the Nets are going to be a problem in this postseason. They will be a part of it. They are going to be, like I said, they are going to be a problem, period. As for the Sixers tonight, Joel Embiid, God bless him. He did what he could with his 27 and 12 this evening. But James Harden going 3 of 17, 11 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. You, This is definitely one of the biggest NBA regular season games of the season, and he comes out and play like trash. That is not why they traded you, James Harden. That's not why they, they brought you to Philly. They brought you for big wins like this. They, they brought you here to get championships, okay? You have been wanting to get traded over and over again. You've been unhappy everywhere, pretty much almost everywhere in the NBA. This is your moment to shine, and you completely failed. This is enough with failing in big games. You've been in the league too long to be this bad. That was a trash performance by James Harden tonight. Absolute trash performance and very, like I guess, anybody. I guess an unacceptable, Stephen A or whoever. That was an unacceptable performance by James Harden. And James Harden should be ashamed of himself for that. He really should. He needs to wake up and understand that you are brought to deliver and bring in positive results. And he didn't do that. It's ridiculous how bad he has been in these type of games. It's time for to step up, James Harden. Seriously, enough is enough. That was a poor performance by you. And you completely let down the city of Philadelphia for that tonight for that performance. And everybody in that stadium deserved to move, you guys. Everyone deserved to exit the stadium. The fans were destroying Ben Simmons at first while ben, ben Simmons was sitting on the bench. Ben Simmons enjoyed himself this evening. He enjoyed every second. Iced out with his with his chains, sat there with his good clothing, and enjoyed his Nets destroying his former team as he should. I thought it was a great performance by Nets. I thought the Nets brought in. The Nets completely dominated the Sixers, and that was a great statement win for them. And we'll see if Kyrie Irving anytime soon will get We'll be able to play at home as well. But, man, 
Gary Irving and this and Kevin Durant, this team is an absolute dominant force in the Eastern Conference to be reckoned with. If they make it, if if they survive the playing game, if they're a playing team and they just, and they survive the playing tournament, or in the top six, they will be a force to be reckoned with. They will get at least, uh, if, if by some slim chance, a six sixth place in the Eastern Conference. That was an amazing win tonight by the by the Nets, and I'm definitely am proud of them at least for stepping up in a big national stage on the road. It was completely beautiful to see for Brooklyn. All right. They move on, man. The NFL's been it's been quite a week for the NFL. We definitely have some huge NFL trades. Of course, Russell Wilson to the Broncos, Khalil Mack going to the Chargers, and Carson Wentz to the Commanders. We, I'll definitely have my thoughts on that in a second. Russell Wilson to the Broncos, man. The Broncos are going all in. They are going all in. Okay, Broncos getting, of course, Russell Wilson and a draft pick back. And the, excuse me, the Seahawks will have, oh God, <laughs> a QB downgrade in Drew Locke. We definitely, <laughs> yes, right, QB downgrade for Drew Locke. That is a huge downgrade. They better find another quarterback. I don't care if it's a rookie. I mean, they got the number nine pick from the Broncos now. They definitely need to get a QB. I don't care if it's a veteran. I don't care if it's a rookie. They. I, I don't know. I doubt the Seahawks will draft a quarterback, excuse me, in the top 10 this year. I don't see that happening. Let's let's go there. But they will well anyway, I'm getting a little off track here. Noah Font will also be going to the Broncos. Of course, the defensive tackle. They are sending him. I'm trying to get all my notes, guys. I'm definitely sending defensive tackle to the Seahawks, the Seahawks as well. And they, like I said, a first round pick as well. Um, definitely. Like I said, but let's talk about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson heading to the AFC West with quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. The AFC West is going to be so much fun to watch. They will definitely be the best division to watch, I think, heading to the 2022 season. I mean, having Russell Wilson there with the Broncos, obviously obviously a major upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. But to see Russell Wilson now have a chance to play with these young receivers like Jerry Judy, and having the backs like Javante Williams. But I hope his offensive line will block better for him, okay? That's the that's the deal. Russell Wilson ran way too much in Seattle because he had a horrible offensive line. His offensive line in Seattle was trash. They were doo-doo. They were garbage, period. I guess Russell Wilson had, you know, his injuries last season. But Seattle, it was it was pretty much the end of the road. It was the end, it was an end of an era. For sure, he had no. He definitely had no business last. Like I said, he pretty much uh, Seattle Seahawks just had an awful down year, and they definitely they, he definitely needed a change of scenery. And I hope the Broncos will be that good change of scenery. The Chiefs will be the favorite still in the AFC West, obviously. But man, that competition is going to be fierce. Competition is going to be absolutely fierce. Yes, let me get back to my notes. Drew Lock, Shelby Harris, who is the defense lineman, who was. The one traded. Noah Font, the tight end, obviously. Your two first round picks, two second round picks, and a fifth round pick. They are definitely going to be, like I said, man, Seattle definitely got some good stuff back, but now it's time for Seattle to rebuild. They have to find a quarterback. But I know one thing I feel bad for DK Metcalf. That's what I feel bad for because he has nobody to throw to now. He didn't have, he, I mean, he is too good of a player to have 
this that have these type of QB issues, man. He he will he definitely will want out of Seattle. <laughs> He's gonna want out. His team is just like I said, Seattle now is a complete rebuild. They released Bobby Wagner early, you know, as well this week. So I don't see the Seahawks doing much next year. I, we'll see how it goes in the offseason. Well, I'm I'm not gonna speculate yet because offseason we're is definitely far from over, but man, Seattle's got some work to do. You know, obviously with you know without the 49ers, likely we'll be starting Trey Lance. And we got Rams, obviously defending Super Bowl champs. You got the Cardinals. Seahawks has got to find a way to try to compete in that division. But far as like I said, with with the Broncos, man, it's gonna be a it's a beautiful thing for Russell Wilson and Sierra to get a new a change of scenery, if you will. And like I said, man, seeing those four quarterbacks in this division, it's going to be so fun to watch. Um, and speaking of which, like I said, I already mentioned it back when they're getting released, but man, the Chargers, like I said, ABC West will stick with that. Khalil Mack now with Joey Boza on that defensive front is going to be scary, period. It is going to be scary. I know they're going to definitely be in the market for more corners. I know Derwin James is going to be, like I said, Derwin James is there. Those guys are going to be a problem with the Chargers, but they, like I said, they definitely answered with Joey Boza and Khalil Mack. Well, excuse me, not Joey Boza. With Khalil Mack going to the Chargers, they, yes, the Bears will get a second-round pick. They're going to get some late picks here, but – um. I definitely like what I see for Khalil Mack uh, with Joey Boza. It's going to be an absolute problem for that Chargers defense. I think the Chargers are off to a good start this offseason with this move, a move that they definitely needed. But like I said, I'm ready to see what they do as far as getting some corners. That's what I'm ready to see. Um, let's talk about Carson Wentz. Oh. This move to me, I mean, granted, what the Washington Commanders need it. A quarterback, but this move to me does not move the needle for me for Washington. I'm gonna be completely honest. Like I said, offseason, we're, we're far from the offseason, but this does not say to me that the, the commanders are going to the playoffs. Okay. Is he better than Taylor Heineke? Sure. Okay. Maybe. And Heineke played his butt off with Washington, but Carson Wentz now is the guy with the commanders. Coach traded him and a 22 to the 2022 second round pick to commanders. For a 2022 second-round pick, a 2022 third-round pick, and a 2023 third-round pick if Wentz plays 70% of his plays. And, yes, Washington will pay Wentz the full contract, including $28 million due to him this season, including $5 million roster bonus due that will be due to him next week. And he will not have any guaranteed money after the, the 2022 season. But like I said, I do not see the Washington Commanders doing much with this move. I don't even see how, how this is going to be a big upgrade. I don't see it, personally. I don't see the Washington Commanders making the playoffs. I don't see them really improving with this move. Um, I don't. I didn't expect the Washington Commanders to have, to have a big free agent QB signing, but this right here does not tell me. This, to me, feels short-term, and I don't see them getting any better. I know they released Atlanta Collins today as well. Their defense is definitely a concern as well. Their offense is definitely actually obviously a concern uh going forward. Um, I don't I know he'll have Antonio Gibson. I mean, that's I mean Gibson is good, but he's not Jonathan Taylor. I tell you right now, <laughs> he ain't Jonathan Taylor. So Carson Wentz, like I said, he had his chance to go to playoffs last year. He completely failed those last two weeks with the Raiders and the Jaguars uh towards the end of the regular season. I mean, you shut down Jonathan Taylor, you, you try to put the ball in Wentz's hands. It, he did not deliver period 
So those are my thoughts definitely on those three trades. Um, like I said, I think the AFC West is going to be a lot of fun, period, period. Now, to my favorite part of this show, Aaron Rodgers, that's right, my boy, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is staying with the Packers four years, well, reportedly four years, $200 million deal, including $153 million guaranteed. Now, Aaron Rodgers denied this contract, but we're going to stick with this contract for now. You know my thoughts about uh, the Packers? Definitely uh, my favorite team, of course, in the league. That is my squad. I am glad that he's staying for at least a year or two. Better than the alternative with Jordan Love. This just lets you know that Jordan Love's not ready to play. Jordan Love was should have never been drafted, period. And Green Bay knew these last two years, of course, Aaron Rodgers winning back-to-back MVPs. They had no choice but to pay him, period. They had to pay him. But, yeah, and, uh, and yes, I know the Packers' offense looked terrible against the 49ers in the playoffs. I was very critical of them when they lost. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Packers, man, this obviously will – have them but this will obviously keep them as one of the favorites in nfc but like so we don't know if they were they will be the number one nfc team this uh this upcoming 2022 season but i know one thing having him back having Devontae adams at least in the franchise tag for now which is good at least for the packers we will at least have a good young core but we won't have nathaniel hackett obviously matt Lafleur will be the guy with aaron Rodgers, and we'll see how much better the offense will improve because the offense can't play that bad in any game ever again, especially in postseason, I refuse for him to get paid 153 million guaranteed, and for that offense to look that bad and that poor like they did against the 49ers. That's still in my mind uh, during this offseason. For them, the, the way the way they lost to the 49ers, the way they did, and obviously the special teams was terrible. We took care of that. Getting ready to excuse me. We took care of that special teams problem. And I'll tell you right now, next year, the Packers, like I said, it, it each year now for Aaron Rodgers, it'll be Super Bowl or fail, period. It's going to be Super Bowl or fail. And that's where he puts him at. And it, people tend to forget that Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. They always want to forget, and they want to keep call him overrated. And I know he lost him. I know he lost multiple NFC Championship games. But he won a Super Bowl. I don't understand people that says Aaron Rodgers is overrated. That's just, that's bull. He's not overrated, period. And as far as I'm concerned, overrated lists I think are dumb. They are, because nobody puts it. Because you, when if you put in the work, and you are a good player, and you play well, I don't see how anybody's overrated. I don't see it. I can see underrated lists. I can see worst players list, but I don't understand how anyone is overrated. That is to me a silly, silly thing for any athlete that you want to rank. It's it's a silly list. Period. Period. They put in the work. It's a lot of work to get your body ready, especially in NFL. I mean, shoot, the NFL, you talk, that's grueling. It's a grueling sport, period. You should not, excuse me, yeah, no, under any circumstance, say that somebody is overrated. Now, let me go back to Aaron Rodgers. Hackers, you better win the Super Bowl in the next year or two. Or this next two, these last these next two years have been a fail for Aaron Rodgers and for the Packers, period. All right, now final topic. But I guess we'll my final topic, man. We gotta talk about Calvin Ridley. Yes, the NFL decided to suspend Calvin Ridley for the entire for at least the entire 2022 season for gambling. That's because he had a couple of parlays and put his own team on the ticket, which was silly. Yes, it was a silly thing for Calvin Ridley to do. 
let's start there. Kevin really don't give anybody a don't here's my thing. Don't give anybody a reason to suspend you. Don't give anybody a reason to suspend you or punish you. And in this case, he played in Florida. He did have like a FanDuel's app, if I'm not mistaken. And he did play some bets, including his team, his own team to win the ticket. Can you imagine him? And even let's remind you, Cal Ridley was on the field last year. Okay. He was on the field last year. I believe there was some mental issues there, which is, you know, people go through them. Okay. Well, I won't go there. But he really gambled on games over a five day stretch. Now, he only gambled for five days. And yes, he played on other sports yes he had others um he did bet on other sports and here's the deal you can put nfl players can bet on other sports but they can't play they can't bet on their own sport yes that's the rule that's an interesting rule but I, but here's my thing man like i said don't give anybody a reason to suspend you really he had bet fifteen hundred dollars in total um he admitted that he said hey does not have a gambling problem he did place a multi-legged parlay parlays are great bets to make your money for those who ever want to get into sports betting. Yes, he had multi-legged parlay bets of three, five, and eight games that include the Falcons to win via his mobile device out of state. Okay. The NFL learned of Ridley's betting activity through its relationship within the legal sports betting industry. And Ridley was also betting other sports, like I said, including NBA for larger amounts in the thousands of dollars during a five-day stretch before Thanksgiving. And it's not against NFL policy for players to bet on other sports. Like I said, like I said, guys, I'm just pull, pulling this stuff up. But here's the deal. Really can be, really is eligible for reinstatement in February 15, 2023. I look at it like this. First and foremost, I do think the one-year suspension is very long. But at the same time, he really did hurt. He hurt himself as well, okay, for, for making this mistake. It was a mistake on his part. But like I said, don't give the league any reason to suspend you. But also, man. To the league who was partners with pretty much every gambling industry you could think of and then the fact that you suspend Kellen really for a year is just way too long that is too long to me um and plus not only that you have all these you know saying all these pun all the punishments you know people you know who hurt women but well, yes and i will say they have they have hurt they have been ever players that have hurt women who have not gotten any longer suspension than this. I think we definitely have to address that too. I mean, the integrity that this doesn't, to me, this does not ruin integrity. To me, yes, he should not have bet it on his, on his team. That's a no, no. Can you imagine being on the field in this situation? If he was on the field in this situation, he would have been far more destroyed than he, than he is now. Um, even though I think the one year suspension is a bit too lengthy. I think he's very, Fortunate that it's this long, to be honest. But at the same time, I also think the NFL is definitely a bit, I don't know, it's it's it's, it's a bit much, a bit much on the NFL's part. I mean, you want to talk about integrity of the game. We have to, there are far worse punishments than what Calvin Ridley did, period. Okay. Like I said, Calvin really messed up when he betted on the Falcons, on his own team, or on, or on NFL, any NFL team, period. He shouldn't have done that at all. Okay, Calvin really, like I said, I definitely um, support him, but I I don't support him in the fact that he 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 what he did was wrong. He what he did was wrong, what he did was wrong, but at the same time, I think the NFL did a little too much here. 
far as with the gambling. All right. Before I get out of here, like I said, man, this is a pretty short episode, man. Before I get out of here, I definitely want to say congratulations to MLB for getting the owners and their players for getting this this together and saving their 2022 NFL season is <laughs> at their full 2022 MLB season. Excuse me, y'all. Their full 2022 MLB season was saved today, and I'm very happy that we will see baseball in 20 this season. A full 162-game season. Well, I'm not going to watch all the games, obviously. But I'm very, very happy for at least the players, especially their fans, especially the people who work in those stadiums, like I said, getting their checks, at least at least some of them at least get their income, which is good for them and their families. Um, their players, I'm very happy for them that they're able to play. I'm very They at least play this year. We get to see more. Shoyatani, Vlad Guerrero Jr. We get to see some Mike Trout. Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, my Yankees better do well. They play the Red Sox on opening day, opening day in the afternoon. They start off the MLB season. We better have a better season this year. We better finally win the World Series. We better finally we, – we, it's been too long. It's been too long. Yes, I know it's been more than a decade, but it's been too long since the, the Yankees won the World Series. Come on, it's time. And, yes – Definitely March Madness is here. I am excited for March Madness. We've had some crazy upset. We've had some – the conference tournament week has been great so far. Um, definitely I'm looking forward to who will be in the, in this tournament this weekend, obviously this, the you know 68-team tournament. If you don't make the 68-team tournament this year, I mean any year at this point, I mean it's on you. I'm sorry. You can't – you've had – you have your opportunities. You have your wins. You have your losses. If you, you can't afford to have bad losses, don't let my advice do not give the committee any reason to kick you out. Period. Like, for example, today, I know Wake Forest this week, Wake Forest lost to Boston College. They'll be sweating big time on Selection Sunday. And I know Xavier definitely lost their game to Butler. Like I said, don't give the, these, the committee a reason to kick you out. Okay. So the men's will be released at six. The women's tournament will also be released that same day at 8 o'clock, and I'm very happy to see the women's tournament. The NCAA going to at least do right by them this year, and I'm glad that both brackets will be on the same day. The women will be out at 8 p.m. That will be on ESPN and ESPN2. The CBS, the, the bracket for the men's will be out 6 p.m. on CBS. Um, definitely looking forward to it, man. Definitely looking forward to March Madness. I'd uh, love to give you guys my predictions. I hope I can do that this next episode. Um, it's going to be, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. Basketball has been great already, and I'm definitely looking forward to March Madness. Everyone, this is the end of this episode of Ronix Run, a very short one at that. Um, hopefully Nick will be back with me next week. Thank you all for watching or listening to this episode. Can't wait for you all for the next episode, and can we go listen to us next time? Talk to you then. <laughs>